London. Ken Miller. Trent Condon. Miller and Condon on 1460 KXNO. And now on 106.3 FM. All right, good morning, everybody. Welcome in. Miller and Condon on a Monday as we get back to local sports here on 1460. KXNO and 106.3 on the FM dial is Trent Condon and Ken Miller, and we're with you uh, right through the top of the, uh, well, till noon or just before that on 1460 and 106.3. And glad you're with us and appreciate you spending some of your morning here with us. The BMW of Des Moines guest list looks like this on a Monday, bottom of the hour. We will catch up with our friend Matt Rudy from Golf Digest. We'll get Matt's take on the just-completed Masters, a um, pretty entertaining four days of golf. We'll get into that here coming up, I'm certain, with uh, before we talk to Matt. But we certainly will with him at the bottom of the hour. At 11.05, Matt Snyder from CBSSports.com. He covers Major League Baseball uh, for CBSSports.com. He's going to agree to join us uh, here Monday's. Uh, throughout the baseball season, though I have a feeling once September rolls around, that may slip to Tuesday uh, as we recap a whole bunch of college football, and won't that be a joyous time in everybody's lives? Uh, but Matt Snyder at 11.05 here today, and then our friend Scott Docterman uh, from The Athletic on Iowa. We will get the latest on the Hawks tomorrow for you Cyclone fans out there. If you're wondering when we're going to do Iowa State, well, we'll talk about them here coming up momentarily, but we'll have Michael Swain from 24-7 Sports in tomorrow. Uh, uh, because you never know. There seem to be on a little bit of a roll in Ames, and maybe there would be some news that breaks today, as apparently they have two more uh, open scholarships. So two more spots to fill as T.J. Otzelberger and his staff look to put their stamp on uh, the 2021-22 men's basketball program. Masters was fun. Happy belated birthday to you. Thank you. Uh, I'm guessing you enjoyed your day yesterday. Did you... Um, Tell everybody it's Dad's day and get out of the way of the TV, or what did you do? Well, I was back, uh, saw my parents this weekend up in Northeast Iowa, so the kids hung out with them. Uh, my cousin's getting married, so it was a shower day, so my wife was at the shower. We went up to Toppling Goliath in Decorah and tried some beers. It was a pretty good day, but then yesterday was driving home, so it was perfect. Got in the car at one, mom made a nice lunch, uh-huh. kids fall asleep. Perfect. I turn on baseball, my wife falls asleep. And the twins are out to a six nothing lead. Yeah, and it's feeling great. Yeah, and then it's six one. Mm-hmm. And then Jack wakes up, and Mom wakes up. We pull over, and then everybody's up, and that means we go back to music. But they're up six one. Fine, Here's right? You're home free. Yeah, get home, flip on the Masters, clean my golf clubs because that's what I like to do on Masters weekend. <laughs> Didn't even look at the game again until I start watching the highlights last night. Mm-hmm. Eight six final. That was a four hours later, very frustrating end to the evening. How do you blow that game? Trent, how do they blow a lot of leads? I mean, the, the, they should be 9 0. They could be. They could be. Extra innings have not been kind to them, and they blow a lead yesterday. Um, I didn't watch a ton of day baseball. I watched Sunday night baseball was unbelievable last night for a Sunday game, the second weekend of April. I thought that was pretty damn good. I thought, you know what? I'm, I guess I'm the only one. <laughs> I didn't have any problem with the call at home plate. Really? 
I couldn't tell. I couldn't tell. But boy, oh boy, there's a lot of folks that were upset about that one. Again, it's a long season, but it was mm-hmm. a fun game for Game 9 of Major League Baseball. Right. That was pretty, pretty good for a Sunday night on the heels of the Masters, which was, boy, oh boy. Uh, I mean, it, it looked like there was going to be no drama, but Matsuyama was leaking oil, Trent. Mm-hmm. He was leaking oil. For Shoffley, I mean, that triple bogey on, what, 15, 16, whatever it was, just killed him. It just did. absolutely killed him. Uh, he couldn't uh, couldn't overcome that 16, the triple bogey. And if it would have, should have. A couple other takeaways. Um, did Had you heard of Will Zalatorius? I, I knew the name, uh-huh. and I knew him mostly from DraftKings, like uh-huh. daily, weekly fantasy kind of things. Do you know much about his game? No. no I think the all. country does now. Yes, they do. Oh, I mean, that... Just imagining a green jacket on that skinny little frame, <laughs> just falling off at the shoulders. Well, it looks like a blanket. Right. And, and I understand, yes, they have custom-made jackets here. It's not something... But they didn't have get one ready rack. for that size, had he been able to claim exactly. victory. Not many guys built like that anymore. Yeah. And uh, But a fun story to learn a little bit, and an and interesting one. He grew up with money, privilege, hearing the stories. Oh, yeah, we just... Uh, Spring break one year, went to the went to Augusta. Okay, that's a little different. Mm-hmm. We had to move to Texas. Oh, why? Because my dad bought a mall. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It came from some privilege right. there. It's, But he's also a huge stat nerd like DeChambeau, but he's not a douche nozzle about it. I mean, that's the big difference. They're the same guys in terms of the analytic part of it, but he's just normal about it. DeChambeau, is there a more unlikable figure? I know people Patrick don't like Reed. No way. I, I don't think it's close. DeChambeau, he just bothers me to no yeah. end. What do you, what do you call a Augusta? Different cat. It's a par 67 for me. Dude, yeah, you haven't finished in the top 20 <clears throat> right. yet in your career. You're calling it a par 67. Just those kind of things yeah. bother me. To there no there are courses that seemingly, we'll, t- we'll ask Matt Rudy that very question. The courses that are seemingly not built for his game. Yes, and this is one. It looks as though it is. Um, so we'll, we'll see. He was, he did not have a good week. He did not have a good week. Matsuyama did. Jordan Spieth did too. Mm-hmm. You know what? Jordan Spieth. It wasn't just, uh, the fluke last week, right? right? I mean, I hesitate. Maybe I shouldn't hesitate to say that this is Jordan Spieth's back because he was gone. He's one of the most entertaining guys in the game. He is a, I think easy to relate to. Uh-huh. He's not a big bomber. No. So, all right. You can relate. He's a talker to his golf ball, to himself. To himself. Yep. Oh, Justin, it, right. those kind of things. I think we we all do that when we're on the golf course and the roller coaster ride that you go on with him because he's so inconsistent. And when he's going well and he's healthy, there's anybody better in the game. He's that mm-hmm. good. But when it goes bad, mm-hmm. and then this can all happen within a round, within a couple of holes. Yes. You can see him eagle and right. then double bogey and then come right we back. We saw that. And that. He had a triple this tournament. The roller coaster ride that you get with Jordan Spieth makes him, I think, Uh one of the most interesting guys on the tour. Yep, I'm with you. He's not robotic. He's not like Matsuyama, who has always had the ball striking. Always. This guy hitting the ball pure, but it was the putt. He just couldn't. He never could putt. And they show it on Sunday morning, him getting ready. He had five guys around him. Five guys that were around him getting him ready all on the putting green for that day. He also went to the guy that's known on tour as the putt doctor. I can't remember what the guy's name is, but he's the guy that helped fix it because pure ball striking, Matsuyama is in the first percentile. He's that good, that talented. It's always been the short game, and you cover that up a little bit with that. This is what happens. And then learning more, and this is more kind of those stories that you learn as the night goes on. 
how beloved he is in Japan. Oh, Trent, this guy. Can you imagine what what, what that was like yesterday morning for that country? Because mm-hmm. he, he clinched the Masters about 8.30 in the morning. Yeah. Right? Uh, in Tokyo or in Japan. Um, I don't think he's from Tokyo. He's from Japan. I'm not sure where. But regardless, the, it, it is a nation that apparently, listening to the coverage yesterday, Faldo couldn't say enough things about the game of golf mm-hmm. uh, in Japan. And to now have their first uh, uh, first major champion. How much money is he worth? I've seen I've seen Darren Ravel. There was a report came out and said this win to him may be worth as much as a billion dollars. Not surprising. Ravel shot that down. Not that he's a be all end all, but he mm-hmm. said you know it's it's a lot of money. But he thought maybe a two hundred fifty million dollars. Who knows? I mean that that's a lot of dough either way, right? If it's a quarter of billion or a billion, you know what? Those are numbers that I will never understand for sure. Uh, but just what he what it did for the game of golf and by getting more people interested, um, it, it was and may, maybe the coolest part of the entire final round yesterday happened after the round. His caddy, mm-hmm. I mean, come on. He takes the flag out. He removes. He takes the pin out. He removes the flag, and I don't know where he'd went, but he started walking back toward the hole on eighteen. Put the pin that had the flag had been taken off the pin at that point because he's keeping it, or Matsuyama's keeping it for a souvenir. Puts the pin back in the hole, takes off his cap, and bows to the golf course. It was incredible. It really was. Yeah, and and that moment. That'll be a moment in a Masters that wasn't overly memorable. No, because there was no drum, but he was leaking oil coming in. He was. And if there was somebody just a touch closer, or if Shoffley himself... Doesn't make that triple. Doesn't have that huge mistake Uh and skipping it through, we would possibly be having a different conversation. But because of that, because it is a guy that, well, he's foreign, he's a little robotic too on top of it, Mm -hmm. in Matsuyama, that made it difficult also, I, I think, to... To be that endearing final round that we're used to at the Masters. How about the crowd? Did that come off at all to you? The limited attendance that they have. There are fa- not patrons. Not fans. Yes, right. patrons. Patrons. Right. Yes. Want to get that right? Yep. <laughs> In case I'm ever invited, don't want to screw it up. But did you notice it? Did you uh, around eighteen? Yes, around eighteen. Yep. Uh, but other than that, I mean, nowhere near. Right. Nowhere near what. Uh, uh, what what we'll have in the years to come. It was great to see fans back. It was great that the tournament was in April mm-hmm. as opposed to being in November. Um, yeah, to an extent. I mean... Those roars weren't as loud. No, no. And you could you could feel that, I thought. Right. And, you know, by the way, how good is Dottie Pepper at what she does, right? That, There's is, a pro. Oh, my gosh, she's yeah. good. And, and somebody, one of the, I don't know who it was, asked Dottie Pepper, do you think that... And I don't remember what golfer it was. Do you think he heard the roar from the pre, from another hole? And she said, no. Because she was, fo- I guess it was Matsuyama. Yeah. She was following the leading group, and she said, no, he really didn't uh, didn't hear it. As good as Dottie was, Uncle Vern? Yeah, it's coming to the end, right? <laughs> but um, but I, there's I, something about 16 and Vern Lundquist. He is beloved figure for me. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I, I love Vern. Mm-hmm. I love the character. I miss him in the SEC. Yes. But... When golf's getting too quick for you, yeah, <laughs> he certainly hung it up at the right time for football. When golf's getting too quick. For it you. was. He couldn't keep up. He couldn't. I, <laughs> and I hate it. And this is going to happen to all the guys know, that we love. And it, I know, it's happened, and it will continue to yes. happen. And there's going to be a day where we're going to come in some Monday. And we, you know, Al Michaels, 
Are, are you noticing it? Right. And it's going to suck. I know. Because I love that guy. Trent, I, I'm with you, my friend. I'm totally with you. You want to leave before you get to that point. <laughs> Age catches up with everybody, no matter yeah. how good that they were at what they do. Lee Corso used to be phenomenal oh, yeah. on game day. Mm-hmm. Tremendous. Uh, Brent Musburger used to be as good as there was. Now, to, let's try and listen to do a Raiders game on the radio. It's, it's a not, tough listen. It's not great. It's it not isn't. the same. No. Yeah. I hate to see it, mm-hmm. but you get and that. that. That's where I was with Vernon. Yes, I don't know. Maybe next year a normal, normal, normal year, and that's it. Right. You know, do one more. And, do one more, mm-hmm. and maybe even announce beforehand, and they can give him a rocking chair mm-hmm. or something. And <laughs> at the end of it, or he'll have a rocking chair up there on sixteen up in the tower because I love Vern. But yeah, it, it was it was tough to see for yep. me on your life. <laughs> or in your life, on your whatever it was, uh, yeah. Some of the most memorable moments of that tournament, and there's been a bunch of them. He was, he's been really good, and one of the, one of the voices of our lifetime, right? Mm-hmm. All right, let's do a quick, quick hit on Iowa State, who had a very um, good Saturday. I mean, it just came, bing, bang, boom, uh, one after another in some of these uh, uh, commitments they were getting, in some cases recommitment. As Tyrese Hunter. Uh, has reaffirmed his commitment. First, it was Gabe Kalashar from Minnesota. Get into him in a second. Uh, then Tyrese Hunter reaffirmed his commitment to Iowa State, which is clearly um, huge news for mm-hmm. T.J. Otzelberger. And then Caleb Grill, who, you know, he was here before, and then he left. He followed T.J., and then he followed T.J. again, and now he's following T.J. again. What if he's got a promise? I mean, I wonder if this is going to be a, a grad assistant at some point. That if you want to, if you want to begin your coaching uh-huh. well, for whatever it is. I mean, they've always obviously got a good relationship. All right, that in a moment. Let's get Jeff in here. We'll clear this out because he would like to discuss the Masters, and then we'll get into Iowa State signees and get your take on those. Jeff, welcome. How are you? Good, Ken. Uh, just a couple quick things. I kind of disagree with you a little bit with you guys for the Masters. It, it was a great story. I get it. First Japanese player to win a major, I understand. But I just didn't feel that, I don't know, that the heartbeat going, like if, I don't know, if uh, Rory hasn't won a major in seven years was in the mix. If Brooksy, with two bad legs, grinding, fighting, scrapping in the mix on a Sunday, JT, Jordan, maybe, I don't know, uh, DJ going back-to-back, like those are, to me, mm-hmm. those are huge uh, like you would say, moving the needle, yeah. mm-hmm. I think those would do it. Now, again, it was a great story seeing different names, different people, rookies competing, but it just didn't have the flavor for a Sunday back nine in a major because you know we're losing Tiger, we're losing Phil. Phil made the cut. It was great. It was fantastic to see him compete on a Sunday. But we need to have those big names, in my opinion, to really move the needle in golf. Yeah, we didn't. We had Spieth making a little bit of a run. I, I'm with you. Look, I, I had no idea who Zaltorius was. I, I I don't. I don't even. I'm trying to pronounce his name. I'm not sure. I'm getting. I'm, I'm close. Matsuyama. Yep. Um, I get that part as well. Xander Shoffley, Not the most well. I mean, we certainly know of him, mm-hmm. uh, but he's not. Uh, doesn't have the cachet name wise as those guys you just mentioned. Jeff, Mark Leishman, eh, John Rahm <laughs> making a run. I'll give you Even that. Even Justin Rose has been around forever, but he's just not a great personality. Yeah. yeah. And those guys, Justin Rose, Leachman, uh, Xander, yes, we all know those guys. But those, the guys that I just named you, Roy, I mean, think yeah. about this. McElroy hasn't won a major in seven years. Which and is he has, crazy. And, 
and he's looking to win the Masters for the Grand Slam. So yep. if Rory's, I'm just, and I'm just using Rory as an example, mm-hmm. but if Rory's in a mix on a Sunday, guys, that is appointment TV, as you would say, would it not? No, absolutely, Jeff. And I appreciate the call, and I'm anxious to see the numbers, Jeff. I'm yeah. anxious to see the TV numbers because I believe you will be proven uh, correct. Thanks, Jeff. Uh, always good to hear from you. Um, it, it was different. It, it was different. It was still. Yeah, I, I, I get Jeff's point. I get Jeff's point. It wasn't like Matsuyama was being chased by DJ or by you know some of the other names that he mentioned, like a Rory McIlroy. It was background or fighter. Phil Mickelson or you know some of the some of these guys. Think of where we were the last time we had a a true April Masters. Yeah, it was just something you'll never forget, right? right? This one, there was the red shirt. There was the red shirt that was involved, and you had Molinari. Mm-hmm. Feeling the weight of Tiger. Mm-hmm. And the first time, I think us as fans had felt that weight in such a long time. Yeah. And how it was, edge of the sea. And can Tiger really do this? Can he really pull it off? Even going back, this will this will be remembered only as Hideki Matsuyama becoming mm-hmm. the first yes. Japanese. Totally kid. agree. But the actual play of the tournament, I don't think is going to well, be Well, here's your top ten, Trent, to Jeff's point. Matsuyama, Zalatoris, Spieth, Shoffley, Rom, Leishman, Rose, Reed. Connors, Smith, Fino. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not the most Some good names, starlet but, name. That's yeah. not. It's just not. Fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, glad Matsuyama gave back a couple of strokes to let everybody else into it because I thought it was going to be a route. I really did. Yeah. I thought he was just going to crush this field. He was up five on the back nine at one point and started to, as we said, leak a little bit of oil <laughs> and Spieth making a little bit of a run. I think Spieth's one of the bigger stories of the tournament. You know, overcomes a triple. He's talking to himself. He's talking to the ball. Um, pretty darn good. John Rahm just got it going too late in the golf tournament. Yeah, he did. He really did. Finally uh, caught up on sleep. Yeah. I drive right? in the newborn yeah, uh, Saturday, last Sunday. Uh, last weekend. Yeah. Uh, his, uh, his wife gave birth. So, um, yes, the, the, the Masters, Trent, to your point, 100% agree. It will be remembered. The 2021 Masters is Hideki Matsuyama becoming the first Japanese player uh, to win a green jacket. Um, it was awkward in the Butler cabin. It's always awkward in the Butler cabin. It is. Yes. It's always awkward. But it was seemingly more so having to go through um, an interpreter, a translator. Mm-hmm. Um, Do you know his uh, interpreter is also his agent? I didn't know that. Yeah. I is was reading really? that this morning. Yeah. Wow. How did that happen? Pretty good gig, huh? I'll say. Well, well it's this week anyway. <laughs> talked him into it. Jeez. Yeah, the caddy stuff was great. If you haven't seen the picture, I haven't seen the video with the caddy. You know, taking the flag off the pin and walking back towards the hole and putting the now flagless pin back in the hole in 18, taking off his ball cap and bowing to the course was pretty cool. All right, Iowa State. So you and I both watch a ton of Big Ten basketball. Mm-hmm. I don't get the Gabe Kalisher as an elite shooter. What am I he, missing? Well, he's not. I don't think he is either. Who, who's saying this? Well, he called himself that. Right. Okay. Confidence in the young man. I like that. Tip the ball cap. Right. But... We live in reality, and the reality is he is not. He's I don't not an think he is, Trent. I don't even consider him an average shooter. He hasn't been. Now, he had a really good first year. His he freshman did. year, he was good. Here's what you get that I love about the kids' game. Well, he's confident, as we know. Well, we do know that. I think he's a really good defender. Yes, yes. And I also think that he's, he's going to bring a level of toughness to this Iowa State team mm-hmm. that, it, that it lacked before. This will be the first guy off the bus. This, this is the kind of guy he gets. He, he has a lot of leadership qualities. Look, I liked him at Minnesota. Mm-hmm. I don't think he's an elite shooter. Look at what he did against Iowa. I think he was 
one of seven and one of six from three. Trent, he did not play well. You he wanted that not... guy shooting the ball. If you, you're, if you're Iowa, right, right, <laughs> right. And it got to that point because yes, he is a very good defender. He really is defender. He and yes. he can guard a multitude of different mm-hmm. positions. It's and not do you just... know what he said? He said, "We need to be like Butler. We need to guard. And we need to defend and be relentless, like uh, like Baylor. Mm-hmm. You know, um, those kind of Mitchell." That's the kind of that's the kind of team he hopes that that um, you know, Iowa State can become, and he's right. Yes, he's right, and I like that about him. And I think he's a leader, and I know he's a tough sob. He got into some with on the Hawkeyes. I remember one of the games. Yeah, I uh, just because I can't remember who it was, but yeah, he's like one of those guys that you, you know you kind of want one of those guys on your team. Mm-hmm. I don't think he's an elite shooter. I don't. Right, um, Tyrese Hunter need to have him. They got him. They re-recruited that, that's him. The only thing in my mind that really mattered on Saturday, I, I think we have to have bodies. But the, of the three of the three announcements, far and away, yes, far and it's away. not even close. Uh-huh. If they didn't get Gabe Kalsher, if they didn't get Caleb Grill to come right. back home, fine. If you got Hunter, uh-huh. that's ultimately all that matters. Because Without a doubt, this team's not going to be a tournament team. I don't believe next year. But if they yeah. are going to get back to the tournament soon, right? It's going to be because they have a real point guard that uh-huh. turns into an elite point guard. When you get a guy that's a top 50 player nationally, you got a chance <laughs> at that guy hitting. Yeah. Yeah. Now, if he comes out right away and he's that guy right away, yeah, maybe you are an NCAA uh-huh. tournament team. He could be that good. A couple of uh, things that I, I found interesting, though, because I'm with you. I, I think Gabe Kalsher is a really good defender. Yep. Defensive rating. Again, this is just one metric out there. Mm-hmm. He was the second worst last year on Minnesota. Was he really? Isn't that weird how... I wonder who he guarded. Well, guarded basically everybody good on the perimeter. Uh-huh. Because Carr was actually... Marcus Carr had a better defensive rating than him, just slightly. They both were well below average in this What if he can talk his teammate to come in Ames with him? That would help. That yeah. would be that would be a big-time step forward. Um, some Also, some advanced numbers. And didn't rate very high in that one either. Defensive plus minus. Little bit surprised. He was second lowest on the team ahead of only the freshman, Jamal Mashburn. Well, I take that back. He's really tough. <laughs> he is that. But I always find this crazy how, because I think both of us, we had this conversation early in CJ Frederick's career for Iowa mm-hmm. that he, we thought was a good defender. And then I looked at some of these numbers yeah. and he's not. And then you kind of watch it with a different eye and you're like, oh, yeah, maybe he isn't. See, I think Cal sure is, Trent. Because I, toughness, still... toughness. Goes hand in hand, I think, with a lot of times us people just watch a lot of basketball but don't know the game at the same level. You're out there, you're hard, nose, tough, yeah. in people's grill. Yep. That makes, in our mind, a good defender. And that's what he is. Yes. Numbers might say something different. Yeah. That's just what I, what well, I say. I, look, I think it's a good get. I don't think he's an elite shooter. Maybe no. he can be again. Maybe maybe for whatever reason he just lost his confidence in his shot because mm-hmm. he certainly had it uh, in his first year in Minnesota. Um I like him. I like his game. I remember Gabe Kalashar. I remember watching. I watched a lot of Gopher Bat. We both did. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's one of these guys. And he missed most of the final month of the regular season. He got hurt. Oh, middle of February. Never got back on the floor again. So, uh, look, he's an improvement on Iowa State's roster instantly. Yes. Instantly. Hunter, big get. Caleb Grill, kind of like taking sand to the beach. That's how I look at this kid. I mean, I, I don't get I don't get the Caleb Grill fascination. Um, I, I I'm going to have to mute Chris on game nights now when he comes into the game or when he makes a shot. It was maybe it was okay the first time, but um, time to retire. Yes, they fire up the grill. Move on. Yeah.
Grill's heating up. Time to fire up the grill. You saw the headline at Cyclone Fanatic? No, I didn't, but is that what it was? Uh-huh. <laughs> did Chris write the piece? Well, yes, he did. Are you shocked by that one? No, I'm not. <laughs> and uh, I giggled just like... What's the fascination with this kid? It's a, it's a good pun. Here it is uh, from Cyclone Fanatic. Recruiting. Fire up the grill. Caleb Grill mm. is returning to Iowa State. Have we ever seen this before? No. Not a guy that had to go to JUCO and then came back. Right. Now, Eric Hansen, he was a guy that did that. There, there's been plenty of those throughout the years. But a guy that went to a four-year university, right. transferred away, uh-huh. and then transferred back to it. Uh-huh. I, I can't think of anything like that. Nor can I. Had a couple of stops on the way. Yeah. Followed each. Look, he's, 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 a, he's a good He'll fit on the roster. He'll fit on the roster. What does what does Caleb Grill? What what's his kind of claim to fame? Besides the uh, Chris Williams fascination well, yeah, that, with his that, name, right? I mean, I, what is his claim to fame? I don't know. What does he do exceptionally well? He's decent three point shooter, and that's what he is. Yeah, at best, and uh-huh. his numbers really haven't backed that up. Uh huh. He was twenty five percent his freshman year and thirty four percent this year. Mm. He's not. He's not like a big wing guy either. He's only 6'3". He's not a point guard. No. If this guy's your 8th, ninth guy, okay. Right. You're counting on this guy to play 32 minutes a game? No, no. Well, then if you are, you're going to have a team that's similar to last year's group. Right. right? Look, Hunter, phenomenal. Way to go. Yes, you had yes. to keep him. You did it. Uh, you went full court press on him for re-recruiting. Got it done. I like Kalashar's defense. I don't care what the analytics say. He does guard you. He'll get in your face. He's a tough kid. Uh, he played in a very physical conference. Maybe he'll bring some of that uh, over to him. He's got a little swag to him. I think it's a really good signing. I don't think he's an elite shooter. Maybe he can be again. He was in his freshman year. He hasn't been the last couple. Caleb Grill? Okay. Yeah. Uh, just past 1025. Now, I've got to ask you this about the keyword situation. Yes. So we are doing keywords, of which you've got them in front of you. I do. But this is no longer a text promotion. Right. You have to go to kxno.com. And when you go to kxno.com, when Trent's about to give you that keyword, up will pop a, what do they call them, a pop-up box? Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, you're not going to have to look for it, kxno.com. Whether you want the pop-up box or not, you're going to get it with doing essentially nothing. Enter the keyword. Today, our keyword is joy. Joy. 200-200. No. No longer no. necessary. No, you don't None need of that. to know that. Put your phone down. Well, unless yes. you're going to go to kxno.com. Exactly. But it's not a text promotion, so if you um, are trying to... Enter the keyword, and you go to a text, and you that's not working. You must have given us the wrong keyword. No, you went to the wrong place. KXNO.com. Your chance, $1,000. Go there and give them the keyword joy. J-O-Y on the front page, KXNO.com. You can't miss it. It's your chance at $1,000. Simple as that. We will come back with our friend Matt Rudy from Golf Digest. We'll pick his brain. On uh, pretty good app, boy. The the course was just looked immaculate, didn't it? That's yeah, it Jesus, did. which looks it's such a good looking venue, really something special. Right time of year. Yes, it's the right time of year for it. Everything was green. Birds were chirping. What do you think of Nance's performance? Yeah, kind of right. Uh, Faldo's good. I like Nick Faldo. Been there, done that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dottie Pepper's really good. Yeah, she's great. She's a, she's terrific at what she does. You know, just Nance is just not my guy. No more, nor mine. And Never mind. this is the place for him. I was expecting something cheesy. 
after Matsuyama tapped it in. I was expecting. You think that he? You thought that he had something? Uh, well, because he normally does. Yeah. He's, he's got something. Well, they, and it's not like they didn't see this coming because it was a five-shot five lead at one point in the back nine. I mean, go back to the championship game. Redemption. They didn't talk about that storyline all yeah. game long, but all of a sudden it was redemption mm-hmm. that came out there. He's always got something, and he kept it simple. And, and maybe because it was a very iconic moment for Japan, that's why he did that. Not to, make, not to put any cheese on it. Keep it simple. Mm-hmm. Maybe make some sense in that context too. Uh, good for the uh, good for the uh, the country, no doubt about it. We will uh, take a time out. Come back, Matt Rudy, Golf Digest. Uh, we're going to talk some baseball with Matt Snyder. We haven't touched on that for the most part. Did you see the play at home plate in Sunday night yeah. baseball? What do you think? Kind of like you. Hard to tell. How, how can you freak out when you? I'm with you. You can't really tell. I couldn't. You can anticipate, mm-hmm. but. That's not what this is. No, you have to have definitive proof. I didn't see it. Now, there was a couple of looks that looked like, you know what? He didn't touch the plate. But then there's one from behind, and I thought, uh-oh, I'm wrong. And you know what? When that look came out, Viskerjan and A-Rod both said the same thing. They both said, you know what? After this, I'm not so sure anymore. Mm-hmm. And then the fans go crazy, and they're chucking stuff on the field. <laughs> Philly's team's pretty good. Philly's team might be one You're of You're buying, huh? Staying ten, power. Ten, ten games in, I'm, I'm impressed. They lead the way. Miller and Condon, 1460 KX and 0-106. Paid for by NHTSA. Ken Miller, Trent Condon, Miller and Condon on 1460 KX and now on 106.3 FM. This is KX and Welcome back, 1035. Put this music away for another 52 weeks. It's great here. So good. It really is. Good to see fans on the course. Course was in phenomenal shape. Matt Rudy, Golf Digest, senior writer at Golf Digest, uh, joins us to recap with us. Matt Trenton, Ken, as always, we appreciate you coming on. Well, uh, he was leaking oil, Matsuyama was, in the final few holes, but he just hangs on. How do you think Xander Shoffley slept last night? Matt, we'll start there. Well, I, I have to say, he, he, he said he flushed it on, on uh, 16, so if he hit the shot that he meant to hit and it didn't end up the way he wanted, I guess there's no regrets yeah. there. I think he, he probably regrets the double bogey earlier in the day. On five, uh, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah, on the front nine, because I think he could have put pressure on on uh, Matsuyama earlier. But, um, I mean, he I tweeted yesterday, he, he, Shoffley clearly has the stuff to do it, it's just putting it all together in the back nine, which is, it's hard to figure out how to do. I mean, to, to make four birdies in a row mm-hmm. and to keep putting the pressure on the guy who's that far ahead. Yeah, it, it, I mean, that that two-hole stretch there, unfortunately, was really the only drama the whole yeah. day, which you have to give credit to the guy who ran up the lead big enough that he could glide it in and still get it done. It was a tournament that I think will be remembered more just about the champion than the actual play on the course. Let's go to the course, though. After what happened last fall when this tournament was played, DJ going out there, shooting 20 under, it seemed, and I know the conversation for a lot of people was that the brass at Augusta was not going to allow this to to turn into a pitch-and-putt kind of contest, that it was going to be the old masters. What was done? What did you hear was done in order to make this course the course that we're used to seeing? I think part of it was buying more real estate. <laughs> they they bought yeah. part of the next the, 
the club next door and I think they're they're slowly taking over the entire neighborhood and I I think they're going to have enough room in reserve to make the, the course long enough. Um, I, I also think they, they do a great job at that place forcing you to approach greens from the correct location. You can be in the fairway and have a shot that's virtually impossible to get next to the flag. And, and I think that strategic element, and again, there's an advantage to having two things in your quiver. Number one, they have unlimited budget. They can do whatever they want, whenever they want. And number two, it's, it's a course that they play every single year at the same place. So I think there are some, some tweaks that you have to make in, in, in a major championship in that kind of big stadium setting to, to make sure that there's an advantage to knowing, you know, to knowing the course, you know, the, the, the home field advantage that someone like Tiger, for example, would have for playing there lots of years and Bernard Langer, you know, sharing that information with Bill, Will Zalatoris for the first two rounds. There, there's got to be an advantage to, to, to studying the course carefully while, while also, you know, being resistant to uh, being boring. And, and one thing the Masters isn't usually is boring. And, and there are places in the back nine where even with a four-shot lead, you can make one mistake like Matsuyama did on 15, and all of a sudden it can be an adventure. Yeah, if he makes a mistake on 15 and Shoffley follows that up on 16 just when it looked like it was getting good. You know, you mentioned Will Zaltoris, and, and that's one of the um, uh, the stories that I'll take away from this four days. I didn't know anything about him, Matt. Um, I'm not even sure. I You know, he had, hadn't registered in my mind as this is a guy to look out for. Clearly he has now. Uh, what What is his ceiling? You don't think that this was, you know, kind of a flash in the pan and we'll never see him again moment, do you? No, I think uh, what I look for in players, it's the same thing that Shoffley showed a couple of years ago at the British Open, paired with Tiger in the last round. He didn't end up winning the tournament. That was the Zach Johnson one, I believe. And and, and no, it was the Molinari one. And and even when you don't win the tournament, if you can get a pairing like that and have all the eyes on you and all the crowd on you, if you watch Zalatoris, he missed a couple of little tricky short putts, but he striped it. Uh, he got up there and he and he smoked his tee shots right down the middle. He, he hit these towering straight approach shots. There wasn't anything about the moment that was too big for him. And and really, that's the that's the piece that's so hard to to lock in. All you have to do is ask Tony Finau or a couple other players or Ricky Fowler. You know, mm-hmm. your players that have been on the stage for a while. It's hard not to shrink. You know, when when, when the pressure gets on you, and when when they interviewed him afterwards, he even said. I proved I could do this. I'm I'm just as good as these other players. I left a few shots out there, and I hope I get another chance soon so I can show it, show what I can do again. I mean that that's that's exactly the the attitude you want you know, from a guy, and I think it's what it's what that's what shows a guy's going to be around. I think. Let's go to Bryson DeChambeau. He is opinionated. He is annoying. He's just <laughs> he is his own character. That is for sure. A villain in the game of golf uh, can be a good thing, but he shouldn't be a villain. We we all want to be the guy that can hit it 375 yards. Why does he got to be the way he is? <laughs> oh, I don't think I don't think he's necessarily a villain. I think he's a an eccentric guy who who has organized his game and his practice and what he does to to match with his personality and the way he sees things. And and I give him credit. Uh, golf is one of the most kind of behind the times backwards sports out there, you know, the training stuff that soccer players have done or NFL players have done for decades. They're just now getting to the tour. So, so it's a sport where the being different is certainly frowned upon and, 
I mean, there's people that still putt with conventional putting grips, not, and they won't switch to left-hand low just because it doesn't look traditional, even though it would help them win, you know, win money, win tournaments, and stay around. And But Bryson, in that environment, is willing to do stuff completely differently and rethink all these cliches that golfers have been following for years. And there's definitely going to be friction when you go against the grain like that. And his personality is a little bit different, too. I mean, it's just, you know, wailing on ball after ball as fast as he can on the range. It's just not what normal players have traditionally done. And it's going to get looks. But, hey, man, if, it, if you can back it up and win a major like he's done, you got to give the guy leeway for yeah. that, I guess. Yeah, different cat. So is, is so Augusta, Augusta uh, and DeChambeau kind of like oil and water? I don't think it's that. The I can remember when he played there the first time after winning the U.S. Amateur. And he had some handmade David Adele irons that were the most beautiful things you'd ever seen. And he loves Augusta National. Uh, Bryson does so much that the clubs were named after the different holes <laughs> at Augusta National. And I think it's more of it. It's you know he he so much loves the place and he so much loves the challenge of the place that that can kind of you know occupy more space in your mind. And I think Rory is in that same boat. You know, Rory needs to win the Masters mm-hmm. to, to collect the career Grand Slam, and I think that makes that makes it just like we were talking about with Zalatoris earlier. It you know, it, it the moment can get bigger than it needs to be. It is a big moment, and winning those tournaments is hard. But when you you know, the closer that you can come to operating under your normal condition, I think the better your chance is to play. And those two guys. It's it's occupying bigger space in their mind. Uh, I want to uh, just uh, aside from the the players because there's a couple more I want to ask you about. I want to bring up Dottie Pepper because when she you know comes over and takes over da- for David Faraday and Faraday I mean, he's he was entertaining as hell, right? You never knew what was mm-hmm. going to come out from uh, from his his mouth, which wasn't necessarily good for CBS uh, the second weekend in April uh, at Augusta. Dottie Pepper's phenomenal, Matt. I think she's she is as good as uh, an on course reporter as maybe we've seen. Um, I I remember her career uh, vaguely, um, you know, because she, she's got a couple of majors. But boy, oh boy, is she ever good at what she does? I've done a few stories with her for Golf Digest through the years, and she's fantastic. She's um, she's really knowledgeable. She was obviously a great player herself, and she has some spice to her commentary. I mean, I don't. I, she's not mean or cruel, or you know, she's not just you know ripping on people to rip on them. But I, she's not afraid to say what she sees. And I think that's becoming rarer and rarer in sports in general. I can just remember that there was a, there's a, a lot of, uh, a lot of exclamations about the Mets broadcasters here in the Northeast, right. because they simply said that the Mike Conforto stuck his elbow and he did and got lucky. Yeah. And he did, yeah. but everyone was so shocked that the home team commentators would actually say what actually happened in, yeah. in the game. And I, and I think that's what, Golf, golf benefits from people that are interesting and call it like they see it. And, and I think she's fantastic. And I also think it's fantastic to have voices that are different than the standard yes. male retired yep. PGA Tour player, too. Yep. No doubt. Joining right now by Matt Rudy from Golf Digest. Uh, Matt, final thing, he's not there. We don't know when he's going to be there. Have you been able to unearth any more information on Tiger? I know there's been a plenty of players that have made their way down to Florida since he got back home. What's the latest on that front? And I know it's a huge stretch. Any estimation at all 
even if we will see him back on a golf course? I, I think the, the players who have been talking about it privately is that it's um, surprising how quickly he's progressing. I don't, I don't know that that means he's you know out jogging. I, mean, <laughs> I don't think that's happening anytime soon. But but I think we've learned to apply kind of standard recovery times to Tiger is that you know he's he's been able to beat those. Now he's not a young man anymore, so obviously there's a lot more to come, and, and, and he's got to you know c- clear a few hurdles before he hits golf balls again. But I, I like I, I think we talked about this a little bit in the preview. Mm-hmm. I think the bigger factor is not so much going to be the leg; it's going to be what happens when he can get back on his feet and continue the rehab for his back. And I, I don't think anyone's going to know what the time frame is until we see where that where that is because he was literally in the middle of the beginning of that when this accident happened. So I think there's a lot of unanswered questions about the back rehab that have to be answered first. Uh, And last thing for me, Matt Rudy, Golf Digest, um, Jordan Spieth, is he back? I mean, it's been back-to-back weeks. He was, you know, he's just, he disappeared for those years, put it all together last week. I thought he was one of the better stories from this weekend. Yes, he had some some Jordan Spieth, you know, a double, and I believe he had a triple uh, early in the week, and he's talking to himself, and he's talking to the golf ball. Uh, he's he's played very well back to back weeks. Is he back? Oh, I think he's back, and I think he's got to be super relieved that the conversation is now about you know it's it, it's about not hitting the the golf shot he needed in contention. It's a normal golf conversation. It's not you know did one of the best players in the world vanish off the face of the earth? He just didn't play quite well enough, and and he even put a a, a run together at the end on Sunday to 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 charge up you know up the board so i think he just needed to see shots in contention which he's done for the last month he needed to win which he did and now he needed to hit those shots in majors which he did and you know he's never going to be dustin johnson where the where the firepower can just overwhelm a golf course but the way he thinks about shots and and the way he hits short game shots under pressure and holds out and, and, and does those things when it matters you know that that that's a guy that's that's going to win these things again. I'm all for it. Good stuff, Matt Rudy. We'll talk to you in five weeks. Instead of having to wait till the third weekend in June, we get another major in the month of May, and I'm for one. I'm all for it. Matt Rudy, GolfDigest.com. Matt, thank you. Appreciate it. We'll talk to you in a few weeks. See you guys. Good to talk to you. Matt Rudy, Golf Digest, at Rudy Writer, W-R-I-T-E-R. If you're a golf fan, you're looking for somebody to follow on Twitter, at Rudy Writer. Um, good stuff out of Matt Rudy. Good stuff out of the Masters. Enjoyed it. So you're ready for the second major already, huh? It's in South Carolina. I yeah. don't know. I can't remember the name of the course. Yeah, I enjoyed it. I, I did. I, I didn't watch much baseball yesterday until Sunday night. But the Cubs, they stink. Can't hit. They can't. There can't is... pitch. <laughs> Those are two things right. you need in baseball. Yeah, starters, both of them this uh, Saturday, Sunday. Yeesh. And it's not a, they haven't been playing the who who who's who of baseball at this point. That, that, they've been playing the Pirates. That's a, uh, I saw a tweet this morning. Javi Baez leads the team with eight hits. Mm-hmm. That would be seventy fourth in all of baseball. That's a problem. That is a problem. At least the way with eight hits. That's seventy fourth best. Yeah, they're not. Uh, it's not good. PGA Championship odds. <laughs> Where is it? It is in South Carolina, right? Yeah, yeah. DJ is your favorite. Ten to one. Back home, uh, back home exactly. Rory also ten to one though. Yeah, where's Alatoris? Oh, I'm gonna be scrolling for a while. Twenty eight to one. 
Matsuyama? 25 to 1. My guy Finau? Finau is just saw him 40? 30, 33 to 33. 33. Digging a little depth. Go Scotty. all the way down, find Zach attack. <laughs> well, Scotty Scheffler will get some of my money again as he yeah, always does. does. 40 yeah. to 1. Yeah. Uh, you know, and Matsuyama used to be that guy. Of course he wasn't this week for me. Huh. It's incredible, isn't it? Uh, let's see. Zach Man. I'm going to go. Sixty to one or seventy-five to one. Well, you're gonna have to go more than that. Wow. You're gonna get better odds with Zach. Did I scroll past him? Or is he ineligible for the field at this point? Wow. He might no, be. Oh, he's got he's a two time major champion. He uh, is, but he's not listed at least at DraftKings right now. Huh? I, I'm gonna scroll one more time for Zach, but I am not seeing him. You got Mickelson at a hundred to one, Ian Poulter at one twenty five. Uh, Sebastian Munoz played him a little bit this weekend, 150 to one. I might get a couple bucks again. <laughs> I, I'm not seeing Zach on here. I wonder if his PGA has run out. So he won the Masters in 2000. Well, yeah, he won the British after that, right? Wonder how long it is. No, I, he's he's got to be. He's you know he's fine. He's fine. Um, yeah, I'm surprised he's not on there. Anyways, it's 10 minutes before the hour of 11. We'll be back to re- to wrap up hour number one. Going to start the second hour with some baseball conversation. Matt Snyder from CBSSports.com. Scott Dockerman from The Athletic will join us at 11.30. Have you heard anything on Liam Robbins? Nope, nothing yet. Um, anticipation it'll Today be... Today or tomorrow? I mean, that's well, coming soon, isn't it? This week, yeah. This week? Yes. Listen to your mother, Liam. Go to Iowa. My mom's all over him, wants him to stay in the state. Doesn't want him to play for his brother. No. Vanderbilt. <laughs> right. Wants to keep him at home. Docs would be better with him. They, oh, they so the young kid, Riley, what's his name? Reclassified? Mulvey, yeah. You reclassified? So he's... Um, He'll be on campus. Right, but... That's not an impact guy. No, I mean, he was the, he's a kid that was in the junior class and wasn't a top 50, 150 prospect. In the junior class. Mm-hmm. Now he's jumping up another level. He's a body, and they need those. He's made steps, but yeah, this is not a guy that's going to come in. He's not going to be, even like we saw early in the career of Nunji and Luca and even Adam Woodbury early in the career guy that can go out there and give you 25 minutes a game. I don't see that being the case with Mulvey. Might we, have to be, though. Might have to. <laughs> Sadly. We'll take a timeout. 1460 kicks and 0 and 1 Welcome back, Miller and Condon, 1460 KXNO, 106.3 on the FM dial. Coming up in about oh, half an hour or thereabouts, Scott Dockerman uh, from The Athletic wrote a good piece, 10 underclassmen who are turning heads. So if you're a Hawkeye football fan, Doc will join us here. We will opine on that and set us up for the week. Uh, open practice at uh, Kinnick Stadium. Mm-hmm. Uh, here this weekend, coming up on uh, Saturday. I believe it's late morning. Is that we? what it is? Yeah, I think we could. maybe eleven rings a bell. Ten thirty. No media coverage though for either of them. Uh, as far as the Big Ten Network, right? BTN or even I radio coverage? Don't think so. I don't believe so. Maybe the one on the first, but I don't mm-hmm. think there's any this week. I saw Illinois having their spring game on Monday. Is it two weeks? For what's the date today? Yeah, no, a week from today. The 19th. The 19th on a Monday night. I'm thinking, Monday, that's kind of weird. But you know what? It makes sense. Illinois football, 
What else is on Monday right, night? Right, right. If you're a Big Ten fan and Big Ten West fan and want to get a look at Bielema, what he's doing over there? Monday night, maybe Scott Van Pelt gives it 30 seconds on SportsCenter. It, it you know? makes sense for those reasons, yeah. right? I thought that's pretty good. Um, at first, I thought it was ridiculous, but then, then it kind of dawned on me why they were doing it. So, anyway, Scott Dockerman. We'll be here in a half an hour. Matt Snyder will be with us next. We'll get into MLB a 16th of a way through the regular season. <laughs> Game 10 coming up. Your twins playing an hour. They no, do. 12.05 uh, or 105? One ten, I believe, next three days. We love it. Red Sox in town. Miller and Condon back with the 11 o'clock hour, 1460 and 106.3 FM.